I shall not want. He makes us lie down in green pastures to eat, to rest. He leads us besides still water. Not confusing word, but clear, easy to get word of God. He leads us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He wants us to live righteously for his glory. Even though we go through the wilderness, even though we go through training and teaching the valley of the shadow of death, we don't need to be afraid. Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. We are led by the spirit into the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. It's so funny. I remember when I was uh, pastoring in Clinton, uh, was, we were at a prayer meeting and uh, <laughs> so funny. And I had the deacon, he was praying, and so we're holding hands and we're praying, and he said, Lord, touch our finance. Though our finances go through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> it's like, I, I think he clearly misunderstood what that scripture was talking about, but, but though we go through trials, <laughs> though we face trials of many kind, the Lord is with us, because his rod and staff comforts us. Hallelujah. Let there be peace here today. Hallelujah. He anoints my head with oil and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I have to see the goodness of God first, then the mercy. And I will dwell in his presence forever. I don't know if you all listen to some of my Facebook teaching, but if you... Uh, if you come and see God's goodness, when you enter into his gates with thanksgiving in your heart and you come before God eventually, uh, the first thing you're going to see is his goodness. And then you're going to see his mercy. When you see his mercy, uh, then you're now qualified to carry the truth because the one who sees the mercies of God, it's because they are the one who is going to stand or experience the justice of God so that the mercy of God could be shown. Moses experienced the justice of God in Christ. He was in Christ. So Christ took what Moses could not take or else he would die. But after he experienced the justice of Christ in Christ, in other words, when he died to himself as Christ experienced the justice, Moses in Christ died. We who are in Christ, we die with Christ. We know this. We die with Christ. But when God's justice was passed and his mercy glory was about to be shown, Moses was allowed to look at it. And the more he sees it, is the more he would shine. It's as much, the amount of shining you want to do depends on how much mercy you want to see. Come on. How much merciful ways you want to behold by God, from God. If you see him as this kind, this level of merciful, you will shine this much. But if you understand his mercy is exceedingly great, you will shine exceedingly great. It is the mercy of God. You have to see his mercy. And then you can come with what it takes to get the people from the wilderness to the promised land. The truth that makes people free. Uh, uh, before we move on, I, I, I think this is the best time to call, uh, I'd like to call... Let's see, I have a list. Here we go. <laughs> Glory to God. You all okay this morning? Yeah. You all okay with learning in the midst of peace? Yeah. 
the Lord wants me to, to uh, speak to you all in an atmosphere of peace. Uh, you learn better when things are chaotic. Everybody's yelling. Some people may not hear. So I want you all to be quiet and listen. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good way of learning. Um, Pastor Kevin, Pastor Carl, Brother Thomas, Mike, Mickey, could you all come? I need you all to help me. Uh, let's see. Can we move this, Pastor Carl? And uh, we're going to have the, all who are in the Bible uh, college, I'm sorry, in the, in the Bible college to come. And we're going to uh, pray for you guys because God wants to do something in all of you. He wants to uh, initiate something here today that is going to help you through this college. And as you go through the college, there's going to be a grace that is going to cause you to receive. It's so funny that I'm the one doing this. I'm like, Lord, why, why isn't Pastor here to do this? But I could say that uh, I know that God has given me a help. When I say the grace, I'm talking about the help that I need. Stupid people need very smart help. Amen. So, I, so I needed very smart help. And when I submitted to the help, what you hear today is because of God's grace. It's because of God's grace. And I believe that that grace can be transferred because God gives vessels of grace and that grace can be passed on. So if your hearts are open, you can receive the grace of God so that you can, you can receive everything that is being said. Elijah received revelation from the religious spirits. The ravens are religious spirits and even sitting under religious teachings. Elijah still got revelation from God. It has nothing to do with who is teaching you. Do you all understand what I mean? It has nothing to do with who is teaching you. It has to do with whether or not your heart is open to receive what God is giving. It doesn't matter who the vessel is. May that grace rest on you today. May that grace to receive rest on you today. It has nothing to do with who is teaching you. If you look at a tree and God is about to speak to you concerning the tree, let him speak to you. Don't say, well, Lord, use something more glorious than a tree. No, God can use a tree to teach us. He can use a donkey to speak a good message. But if I am willing to listen to God, I don't care how he packages his messages. What package he used to deliver the message, it does not matter. Elijah started off by listening to the religious spirit and receiving revelation. The religious ones. Open your Bibles uh, to uh, John chapter 3. Uh, and I tell you, uh, God is so good. Uh, and, and he received. He did not let the uh, and the uh, disturb him. So it does not matter who is coming to teach. If your heart is open to receive, you will receive. Hallelujah. So... Pastors, if you all can just pray and just, just lay hands on them and tell them, receive the grace to learn and to receive from God in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to learn from God in Jesus' name. Receive the grace. 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 God gives help. He 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 helps. Hallelujah. Let him help you. Let him help you. He will open up your mind. 
He will open up your mind. He will open up your mind. He will open up your spirit and your heart to understand, your ears to hear, your eyes to see, your mouth to speak. In Jesus' name, he will open you up. He will open you up. He will open you up so you can be filled. Open up so you can be filled in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God is going to pour into you. It's not a matter. It's not a matter of how intellectual you are. God is going to pour into you. The vessel that is open does not have any strength to resist the pourings of God. All you have to do is be open and that's it. All you have to do is be open and that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All you have to do is be open and that's it. Glory to God. Father, thank you for the grace you have given everyone here. They now have the help that they need. As they go through this entire season, they are going to learn every bit of it. They are going to receive every bit of it. They are going to benefit from every bit of it in Jesus' name. They are going to be filled in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive every bit of it. It gets into your spirit. When you listen, it gets into your spirit because you're not listening with your natural ears. You're listening with your spirit. God is spirit. He is looking for those to worship him in spirit and in truth. Spirit and in truth. Receive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Guys, uh, those of you who are listening, just, uh, just, just go ahead and in your heart, give God thanks for what he is doing. In your heart, give God thanks. He's about to do something great. We are all one. We are all one. Whenever someone grows, you now can grow. Because they now possess something given to them by God that can be released even to you. So be happy when someone received the grace of God. Thank God for the grace that he has put upon the Apostle Paul. I am benefiting from it today. So I thank God he poured that grace into Paul. Thank God he poured the grace into John. Thank God he poured the grace into Peter. I am now benefiting from the grace. So I am glad when someone else grows. These guys are going to grow. Hallelujah. Rejoice with them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, wonderful Lord. So, Lord, we give you praise and thanks. Oh, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Isn't God good? Father, let your peace fill this place. Oh, Father, let your peace fill this place. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, let your peace fill this place. Thank you, Lord. Lord, let your peace fill this place in Jesus' name. Let your peace fill this place. While the service was going on, during the worship, there were some people who were kneeling down. You, you felt in your heart that you needed to kneel. If you, know, if you know that you were kneeling, come, please. If you were kneeling while the worship was going on, please come. I'm sorry if, if I, 
I'll be short when I preach. I'm, I, I promise. Um, I'm not extending the time. I'm just stealing time from the message to do this. If you know you were kneeling when the uh, worship was going on, please come. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Glory to God. Be ready to receive because when, when Gideon was called, when Gideon was called, when Gideon was called and the army came together, there were so many people. God said, it is too much. I want to get glory, so I am going to thin out. I'm only going to get those who genuinely humble themselves before me and are willing to be like longing dogs. They lap like dogs. Those are the ones that I will pull and be with me, and together we will defeat the Midianites. Receive that grace in Jesus' name. Every one of you, receive that grace in Jesus' name. Receive that grace. The grace of the dog that is willing to humble themselves. Receive that grace to humble yourself. Receive that grace for whoever humbles themselves will be exalted. Whoever humbles themselves will be exalted. The lower you go in God, the deeper you go in God, is the higher you go. The deeper you go in God, the higher you go. The deeper you go in God, the higher you go in Jesus' name. Go deeper. Go deeper. Be willing to go deep. Be willing to go low. Glory to God. Be willing to go low and God will exalt you. Be willing to submit and God will teach you. Be willing to humble yourself and he will reveal himself. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I guess I'll go ahead and start. So, <laughs> Ah, God, hallelujah. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. Isn't God good? The Lord showed me, and in, in, in the bathroom, God speaks to me real clear. I'm sorry, I missed, I said Michael Carcentino, but you're Mike's daughter. Mike Robert, I'm sorry. When I saw you sitting there, I was like, oh, wrong Mike. Robert, Mike Robert. What's your, what's your first name? Robert. Robert. Why was I thinking Mike? Where did I come from? <laughs> oh, so you, uh, you are a Mike? No. <laughs> I, I sounded crazy to her. I said, oh, you're Mike's daughter. She's like, no. Robert Miley. Miley. That's right. There's an M. Thank you. Finally, someone understands me. Someone understands me. Thank you. You can turn this on anytime. <laughs> Glory to God. Oops, I hope I didn't break something. All right, so, so you all are ready to receive? Yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to love God, understand him. Because if you don't understand him, you can't receive his love to reciprocate his love. I got that in the shower. 
Glory to God. I got that in the shower. I was, I don't know what I was thinking about, but the Lord just said to me that in order for me to truly love him, I have to understand his love or else his love is coming to me. And because I misunderstand it, I reject it. Understanding is receiving the love of God. And without understanding, you haven't received it. That's why someone say, I love God. But if they're doing something different than what God says, they're not, they didn't understand. It means that they don't love God because you have to understand in order to love God. If he says, if you love me, keep my commands, it means you need to understand his command. If you don't understand his command, how could you say you love him? If God tells me, I'm going to say something engineering-wise. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But if he told me, Clayton, I want you to design a wastewater treatment plant. And I say, yes, Lord, and I'm eager. But I have no idea how to design a wastewater treatment plant. But I got me some wood, some nails, and I began, I'm dealing with water. But I got wood and nail, and I began to put a box together. I have no idea. I understand, I don't understand the command. It doesn't matter how much motion's going on, how much doing I'm doing. Without understanding, I am not carrying out God's command. Without understanding, I am not reciprocating the love of God. When God shows me his love by sending his son to die on the cross, the more I understand of what it meant for him to die, not physically, but what it meant for Jesus to pay the price for me, is the more I would love him. So if you want to love God more, what do you need? More understanding of God. If I want to love my wife more, I have to understand her better. Isn't that true? If I want to love her more, I understand her more. I don't picture who she must be. I just submit to understand who she is being. Do you all understand that? So, oh, where are you? Where is, uh, where is you? Yeah, there you go. Yes, you. Um, Doris. Doris. Sweet Doris. Sweet Doris. The scripture says that uh, Joshua, who is a general, said, As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Sweet Doris. Joshua, who is a general, said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. You all decide who you're all going to serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Fast forward. There was a ruler whose son was sick. He came to Jesus saying, Lord, come and heal my son. Jesus said, you all would not believe unless, unless you all see signs or miracles. Signs. Go, your son would live. The, the general went. On his way, he found out that his son was healed. He asked, what time? He, they said, at this particular hour. He knew that that was the moment Jesus said, go, your son would live. The scripture said, he went home believing. He and his whole household believed. Another general. Move forward. We come to Paul and Silas in, in the prison. They were praising God. The prison door opened. People could have run out. The guard was about to kill himself. He said, hold up, don't do that. We are all still here. Paul preached to the guard, and he and his whole family believe. Another militant person. If you want to see your whole family saved, which I 
know you want because it's all over you. Though you may not be militant to say, get ready and get hair, you be militant in the spirit. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Put your foot down. Put your foot down. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Put your foot down. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we give you praise. So today we're going to... Oh, hallelujah. Today we're going to... Uh, God wants us to know more about... Uh, the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. Now are we the sons of God. So uh, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 2, it says, Beloved, now are we children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be. But we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. We don't know yet what we would look like, even though we are children, but it's only when he is revealed that we would be like him. Hallelujah. That's a wonderful scripture, right? Now are we sons of God. Now. So look at what the scripture says. If I, I go on to the next scripture. What's the next scripture I got on there? Exodus chapter 4. All right. I'm, I'm going to paint a picture. I like to go between the Old Testament and New Testament because I don't see any difference in the Bible between old and new. They all look the same to me. But I do understand that one is a shadow and the other speaks of the, the, the real. But uh, because I know what the real looks like and I look at the image of the shadow, it's like I can describe the real with the shadow and describe the shadow with the real. It's no difference. Please, all you Bible students, please receive that grace so that the whole scripture opens up to you and not just parts. God gave us the whole scripture for a reason. He said to Abraham, Abraham, look. Look to the north and to the south. The east and the west. Everything you see I will give to you. I received that as Clayton from Genesis to Malachi. From north to south, I will give it to you. If you understand it, of course. And if you understand from Matthew, the east, the rising of the Lord Jesus, the sun. To the going down, if I see to Revelation, everything I see, I will get it. I, I take it then. I take it. Whatever I see, I get. So there is something that I saw in the Old Testament. Look at what God said. Everybody knows that... The children of Israel, the Israelites, were slaves in Egypt. And God raised up Moses, and Moses was on the backside of the mountain taking care of sheep. And God came, he sent the angel of the Lord upon the bush, and it was a bush that was burning but not being consumed. And, Abra and, Abraham, what? and Moses looked, and he saw the bush was burning. He said, I'll go look at it. When he turned to look, and God saw that he was turning to look, then God responded to him, talked to him, and said, Moses, take off your shoes. I want you to soak in everything in here. So Moses took his sandal off, and then God began to speak with him. And he gave him a strategy about how to set the people 
of God free. How to set them free. One of the things he said then in Exodus chapter 4 is, Then you shall say to Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my firstborn. Is there, we could go to the next one, John. What's the next verse? I know I didn't put that on there, but I want them to see it. Israel is my firstborn. So I say unto you, let my son go, that he may serve me. But if you refuse to let him go, indeed I will kill your son, your firstborn. Israel is my firstborn. So he said, let my son go. Which son? Israel. I thought they were slaves. So God sees the slaves as his son while they are still slaves. It's true. God sees them as sons even though they are still slaves and they have not yet received the blood over the doorposts of their house. They have not yet received the blood over the doorposts of their house. Look at the goodness of God. Even before we were born, he predestinated us to be sons. So that even while we were still in the world, he called us his sons, though we were slaves. Okay? Galatians chapter 4. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Now the word child, the word that's used there is, let's see, let's teach something here. Nipios. It's a cool word. If you say it, it just kind of feels funny in your mouth, like your tongue, like nipios. Nipios. If we spoke Greek, it'd be a weird language. Nipios, eros, agape, logos. <laughs> That's the extent of my Greek. I know no more. <laughs> but it sounded cool. Nipios, eros, agape, logos. <laughs> a minor. As long as the heir is a minor, he does not differ from a slave. Though he is master of all. What's the next verse? but is under guardian and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. <laughs> so the next verse then says, Even so, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law. To redeem those who were under... Oh my gosh, sorry. I'm, I just heard something there that is so amazing. Because if you think about it, Jesus did, was not born in Genesis. He was born after Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, Joshua. But yet still, he is calling them before Christ, Jesus. He is calling them his sons. Isn't that... That means God was calling us sons even while we were in the world. Party! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what manner of love the Father bestowed upon us that we should be called children of God. Amen. 
God, I tell you, when you get understanding, you can reciprocate love. Because when you don't understand that, you can't rejoice with him. But when you understood that he was calling you son all along, and he proved it. He called Israel, Jacob Israel before Jesus came on the scene. Hallelujah. That means he was calling me, he was calling me Israel before Clayton came on the scene. Even though Clayton was born in this world and was doing all kind of nonsense, he was still calling me Israel. So then Moses was told by God, let, tell Pharaoh, let my firstborn go. How is it that I become a firstborn? How were they firstborn? I, I'm, I'm confused. Well, watch what happened. God, in his mind, took all his children and shoved them up into Jesus. Jesus being the head and the rest of them being the body. And so when he looks to see his son, he may look at the face, but he's not looking just at the face. There is all this attached to it. So even though just this is Jesus, all this is Jesus. So he says, that's my firstborn. Even though this part may not have come to do the work, all this is still part of the firstborn. So when he was saying, let my firstborn go, in a sense, he was saying, let Jesus go. Let his body go. Let the sons of God go. Okay, there was a time I was teaching some time before, and, and the scripture says, and I think Kevin had mentioned it, and I was like, man, I just love this scripture. The scripture talks about a man who found a treasure in a field. He took the treasure and hid it in the field, went and bought the field because he was more concerned about the treasure. We are that treasure. But before he can own the treasure, he had to go and buy the field. But in his mind, he found that treasure, so he hid it in the world. We were hidden in the world. And then Jesus came and purchased us all. He purchased the entire world just because he was concerned about the sons of God. He purchased the, the sins of the entire world so he can gather up the treasure. It said nothing but the property. You would think the property has value. He's like, no, the treasure in the property has value. You all are the sons of God, the treasure of God. Jesus paid for the sins of the entire world so that he can gather you. This is the love of God. So let my firstborn go. If we go back to uh, Exodus 4.22. Israel is my firstborn. Let them go. Why? Because when a son is a minor, he is no different than a slave, but he was meant not to remain a slave. He was meant to become a huion. Oh, I know, I know another Greek word. I take that back. <laughs> he may be a techna or technon, which is a baby, a minor, a nipios. Ripios. <laughs> Finally, I have joined the club. <laughs> but look at the I have joined the club. The the club of the shaggies. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> the Scooby-Doo Club. <laughs> oh, yes. And I, you know, I forgot how to do it already. I need, I need a reminder. But anyhow, Israel is my firstborn. And uh, so, <laughs> so we, are, we were Nippios. And when we received Jesus, we became techna, Technon. Born again children of God with the ability to see. In the book of, uh, well, I guess, let me skip Miss Brother John. I'm going to go to my favorite book, the book of John. John chapter 1. The scripture says in John 1.12, it says, But as many as receive him, to them give he the right to become technon of God. Little children. To become little children of God. Boy or girl. children there's another scripture in John 3 John chapter 3 verse 3 it says Jesus answered and said to Nicodemus my favorite character most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God so when someone is born again he becomes a technon he becomes, a, he becomes a child, a, a baby, a little child. And little children see. Most assuredly, I say unto you, unless you are born again and become, you, have to be, you become like that little child now. When I say child, you're level. Not child in the sense of your humility is like a child, which, is, which requires maturity. But I'm talking about you are new to this thing. You are a child. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So you have to be born again in order to see. But seeing is not having. You ever heard see and don't touch? Yeah. Everybody knows that. So it means that there is a way to see and not have the thing you see. Now God has made it where everyone can see. I enjoy the beauty of your wife just as you enjoy the beauty of your wife by my sight of her. But there is a knowing I could never have. Yeah. Only he can have it. That's right. So to get to the knowing part, like my wife, I could see her beauty and I could enjoy it. But to know her, I must marry her. I must come into a union. I must grow up and come into a union. It's a different level. It's a different level. There's more intimacy at that level. There is true knowing at that level. There are children being birthed out of that level. Amen? Amen. Amen. Uh, glory to God. Get ready to, get, to have a big belly. Glory to God. God said to Abraham, Abraham, Sarah is going to have a child. Abraham laughed within himself and said, Oh, may my plan and my strategy that I worked out, may that be blessed. Because in my mind, it cannot work with Sarah. She is too old. I am too old. The Lord said, No, Sarah will have the son. And then Abraham believed God, even though he laughed when he first heard it. And asked God to bless his strategies. 
but that child did not come because Sarah had not yet received. So when God showed up to Abraham and manifest himself, the first concern God had was, where is Sarah, your wife? There was, I mean, Abraham saw the Lord and started to talk and say, oh, come, my Lord, come and eat and all that stuff. And the Lord said, okay, do what you're saying, but I didn't really come for you. So as soon as they sit down to eat, the Lord said, where is Sarah, your wife? Why does God say that? Because he is going straight to the business he came for. He came for Sarah. And he said, by this time next year, I will visit you and Sarah will have a son. Sarah laughed just like Abraham laughed because she had the same mind that Abraham had when God said it. And God cannot give anything to anyone if they don't have faith. If you all were in the foundation class, you all would know what faith is and that would make sense to you. The scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. They hoped for a child, but they did not have substance concerning the things they were hoping for. What is substance? Substance. Substance. Sub. Under. Stance. Stand. Under. Stand. They did not have understanding about the things they were hoping for. If you don't have understanding about the thing you're hoping for, you cannot get it. So God comes to Abraham and Sarah. He first tells Abraham, Abraham could not get it, but God says, this is what I'm going to do. And Abraham believed. Then he comes to Sarah because Sarah did not have the understanding yet. So he comes to her and say, is anything too hard for God? Well, if the answer is no, then the child is mine. She received the child because of understanding. Understanding that nothing is too hard for God. She received the child by faith, yes. But what is faith? The understanding of the thing she was hoping for. Receive then in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, uh, you were walking up and I noticed you don't have a big belly, but for some reason it was sticking out a little bit more. <laughs> it was sticking out. I don't know why. So anyhow, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. You know, God shows you things and sometimes you can overlook it. I remember, uh, you know, with me, odors somehow was the way that God did it for me where I couldn't tell the difference between what's real and what was not. And so I was smelling things and I couldn't quite tell, you know, I thought it was like a real scent. So I'm telling them like, hey, you know, you're not smelling that dead animal or something like that. It's like, oh my gosh, it's annoying. And they were like, no, you're probably smelling the dogs. I'm like, I know the difference between a dirty dog and a, a rotting corpse. It, I could smell it. It is disgusting. And they just couldn't smell it. So then I was like, man, that's weird. So anyhow, the next night I'm at a funeral, so that I wake, it goes on for about a week. So the next night, I'm there and I'm smelling, I smell it at the house the first day. The next night I'm smelling it over by, in front of the neighbor's house where my brother-in-law parked his truck. And I'm like, man, they must have a dead chicken or something thrown in the bushes. It smells disgusting. <laughs> you smell that, Mark? He's like, no, I don't smell it. So I was like, okay. So we jump in the truck, we go. So the day of the funeral, I'm, stand, I'm, I'm standing up by the house and I'm smelling something off to this side. And so I, I, I walked away and I'm by the front of the house and I'm looking in the trash can. I'm looking in the ditch, 
So I said, hey, Chris, that's my other brother-in-law. I said, hey, do you smell like a dead animal here or something? He's like, no, I can smell it rain. Maybe the dog's across the street. I'm like, no, it's not a dog. I'm telling you, it's like a dead corpse. He's like, no, I don't smell it. It was so bad, I went to the other side of the property because it was so bad, I couldn't take it. They thought that I was just in a bad mood and was sitting to myself. So they were like, come sit there. I'm like, can't you all smell this thing? It smells like a, like a dead dog. And they said, no, we can't smell it. Then it hit me. How much time do I need to tell you, Clayton, this is not natural, it's spiritual. So then we prayed against the spirit of death. But in my ignorance, as a technon, I said, Lord, I pray that the spirit, against the spirit of death. In the name of Jesus, I destroy the spirit of death that is coming against this house. It will not touch mama. That's Ramona's grandmother. In Jesus' name. Went on home. Then we get news that uh, the guy on this side and the guy on that side died of the same thing this guy died of. That was so weird. I was like, Lord, I should have been more mature to know to run quickly and say, hey, let me cast out that spirit of death over here and cast, over that, cast out that spirit of death over here because, but I didn't know. When God, I don't know, I'm taking a little detour from what I was saying, but when God is prompting you, he's trying to teach you how to, to walk as children of God. He is teaching you like children. One of the things, one of the things to, to know about how God speaks to us, when God says to repent, you know that that's not the devil. So whenever you hear repent, what you did was wrong, you know that that was the voice of God. So it means that you know how to hear the voice of God. You've always known. But someone is tricking you to think that when you hear the voice of God, you're hearing something deep. When God spoke to you and said, repent, you heard him and you did it. So you know how to hear God's voice. Don't tell me you don't know how to hear God's voice. The Lord showed me uh, this recently. He, uh, he showed me recently while studying. The man who was born blind, they said, Lord, why is it, who is it, whose sin has resulted in this man being born blind? His parents or his own sin? Jesus said, no. Well, we read it as neither. But in other versions, it says no. He's trying to tell them, stop thinking like that. Not this man's sins or his parents' sins. God wants to work something in him. As long as I am present, I am light. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. I must work the work of him who sent me while it's day. And God said, let there be light, and there was light, and the light he called day. So as long as light is present, the work of God can be made manifest. What does it mean? The man could have always seen. He just didn't have light in front of him. He did not have Jesus' presence with him, so he could not see. It's not being born blind. When I was born, I was born with the ability to see spiritually. But because of sin, I was disconnected from God. If I turn off all the lights, I cannot see a thing. It's not that I can't see, it's God is not with me. So I can't see because he is not here. It's not I can't see because I sinned, I can't see because of... So when the devil lies to you and tells you that you cannot see because you sinned, no, it's not that you sinned, you moved away from the light. You disconnected from the light. You still have the ability to see, but you are not in the presence of light. You all can hear. Don't let the devil lie to you and say you can't. 
You all can see, but you must be in the presence of light. You must be able, you must be in Jesus' presence. Receive that in Jesus' name. So, so we're talking about the sons of God, and I have 10 more minutes. <sighs> oh, I didn't know it would do that. <laughs> Receive the wind. <laughs> All right, hallelujah. So, unless a man be born again, he cannot see, because when he is born again, at first he is a technon, a child. And he can see that he is master of all, but he is not going to go and negotiate business deals on behalf of his father yet. He has not matured. So he sits under tutelage. He is taken to places to be, to be trained, to grow. Let me see. So I need to talk about the four faces. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so... There is a grace to grow, an anointing to grow that must rest upon all of you and everyone will receive that anointing today. Amen. If you believe the things that you're hearing here, I am baptizing you with water unto repentance to change your mind. I am baptizing you with word. But there will come one after me who is mightier than I, whose sandals I am unworthy to carry to untie. He will give you the power to be what you have heard tonight, today. I'm, that's the scripture, right? That's scripture, right? Okay? So I'm not lying. I'm telling you what the scripture says. John said, I, John is a witness to bear witness to the light. I'm a witness. I'm just bearing witness to, I myself am not the light. I'm just bearing witness to the light. I mean, I, all I'm doing is just being, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just called to talk. I mean, I'm just saying what he told me. But there is one who comes after me he will come after me because until you get it, you cannot get what comes after. Until you bear fruit in keeping with repentance, until you show that you really understand it, when you actually start to do it, you will not get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Ah. I thought I was filled with the Spirit speaking with tongues. Ah, we'll talk about different levels later. But for now, so that I would not confuse you, let's say concerning money. That God had a vision of me that requires the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that the power of the Spirit can come upon me. So what I must first understand then is how baptism works. First, a man, a person, baptize you with word. Until you are completely submerged in word, Jesus. you are not yet baptized. You may have got water baptized, but you're not yet baptized with word. You are not yet baptized concerning God's glory when it comes to money. So God, someone is baptizing you with word. The scripture says, after the people were baptized, Jesus himself also came to be baptized. John said, Lord, you know, you should be doing this to me. He said, no, allow this to happen in order to fulfill every step that is required so then Jesus goes down and the scripture says as he was coming up out of the water the Holy Spirit descended the heavens opened and the Spirit descended on him like a dove and rest on him as he was coming up out of the water let's say the water is the scripture 
the water is the scripture. The water is the scripture. <laughs> I did it. I did it. I'm going, I'm going from being a technon to a Huion. <laughs> All right. So let's say the water is the scripture. And as, as Pastor Kevin corrected me, the water is the scripture. Until I see Jesus coming up out of the scripture, there will be no heaven opening over me. And there will be no Holy Spirit coming down. Until, un, until we see Jesus coming up out of the water. Only when we see him coming up out of scripture. You ever hear someone say, that thing jumped out at me? Yes. That's Jesus must jump out at you. Yes. Jesus must jump out at you. When Jesus jumps out at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Only then the heavens open. And the spirit rests on you. The grace to understand the things I'm saying rests on you in Jesus' name. Yes. You will not be lost in any of the revelations that you're hearing in Jesus' name. Yes. The scripture says, I think I was talking to you about Mike. We were talking about this at the meeting with the pastors, I guess, we met. Um, Genesis 1 says, In the beginning God created heaven and the earth. Now the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. But the Spirit, the Spirit of God, oh my God, hallelujah, the Spirit of God was right there, ready to move. Hovering. Some people say that he was fluttering. But he cannot go there because there is nothing alive there. The spirit will not rest on anything that is dead. So he's fluttering. He's ready. But he is, he is waiting for something that is alive to be there. So he can rest on it. So look at what the scripture says. So the scripture says God first in all his wisdom and order says... I am here. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said his name first. I am. He said, let there be light. Yes. God is light. Yes. And with his presence came life. Yes. So then that life being in the earth, he's now able to speak and tell things to come and they come out alive. God did not have to breathe breath into the plant. He just said, come forth. Animals, come forth. Birds, water. Even, even us. Now, I think this is a good time to tell you this. Even us, we were formed alive, but not yet living until God, I can't do that with you, until God breathed into the nose. <laughs> God breathed into the nostril and then the man became a living alive. I, I can't find other words. I can't find other words. The animal was alive. The tree alive. The fish alive. The creeping things alive. But the man became a living alive being. When he breathed and connected himself to this man. 
So that man was alive. But as soon as he disobeys God, he is no longer living, though he is alive. Now, that's to help all of you who are pondering, how could what Jesus, God said, on the day you eat it, you shall die, but he was still alive. <laughs> Shoo. Well, he did not live past a thousand days, a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day for the Lord, so he did die in that day, physically. In his soul, any man that does not know the word of God, he is dead. And the truth of God was no longer being poured into him. If Adam kept going, he would just be disconnected with God, with God's word. So his soul is dead. Because the source of the word was no longer with him. So his spirit, soul, and body died in that one day. So God, when he said, let there be, I am. Let there be light. He came. He showed up in the darkness. The Spirit of God is anxious, anxious. I can't wait to go. I can't wait to touch something. But I'm not going to touch it because it's dead. Water was all over the place. Let there be life. But God's presence did not make any, did not make, did not make all this just all of a sudden, poof, it's good. There were still levels. So God then, in his wisdom, says, let the water separate from water. And God created a firmament. And the firmament, he called it heaven. Water above the firmament, water below the firmament. Now, in, John, in chapter 1, in, verse, in the first day, he said, let there be light. And God saw that the light was good. The second day, he created the heaven, but he did not say it was good. But then he went on and said, let the water on the earth be gathered together into one place and let dry ground appear. And God said, let the earth bring forth trees fruit, bearing fruit. And God saw that it was good. So he did not say it was good for the second day. Why? This is revival. I'm, I'm going to say some things that's going to maybe hurt you, but it's going to help you. Because the grace to receive it is on you. This is revival. But revival is not enough. The Spirit of God is looking for life. Revival is when heaven appears, but there is still no life. Why? Because when there is revival, there is a separation of what is water from above, which is word. But what word is this? Heavenly word. Let's call it truth. So what is this word if it's water as well? Well, that is also a form of truth, but let's call it facts. The fact is you don't have a baby yet. The truth is, you have a baby. So if we, if, we then, if we then push the facts aside, if we push the facts aside and gather it into one place to reveal the fruitful ground, the Spirit of God now has a tree to rest on. Only when you separate what you are thinking from what God is thinking, and be able to identify that this is the truth. But before, you're mixing truth with facts. For example, it is a fact here on earth that we see people healed. Some people are not healed. Some people, they go on to die. Some people, they go on with their sickness. So I guess God sometimes heals, sometimes he don't heal. That's the facts. Jesus shows up. 
this leper comes to him and says, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. This man had facts mixed with his truth because God is able, but he did not know that God is willing that none should perish, but that all should turn. And whoever turns, he will heal. Because he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, I need to find a shorter scripture. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a long one. I need to find a shorter one to prove the point. But if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and repent and turn, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal. So God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should turn so that he can heal them. He wants them to understand so they could receive his love that was just anxious to jump on them. The healing of God is here. Anxious, 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 ready. Just looking for someone who understands. As soon as they understand, jump on them. That's how it works. Do you all see this? That is why the scripture says, the kingdom of heaven is within your reach. It is right there. Like, just like, I'm ready to get on you. Oh my gosh, I'm waiting. But there must be life. I, I'm saying things I've said before. Um, hmm, I think I went off my message. I'm on the message. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, Hallelujah. What the Father does, the Son also does in like manner. Oh, I tell you. Hallelujah. So, the scripture says, the scripture says, when there was the flood on the earth, you have the grace to receive what may appear as though I'm jumping, but you, will, you have the grace to receive what I'm saying. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. When Noah was wanting to know if there was life on the earth, he first sent out a raven. Remember I talked about the raven earlier? That religious spirit. The law came first, couldn't do anything, so then God sent his son. Same thing. So he sends the spirit, the, the raven, the religious spirit. But the relig religious spirit sees all the debris. And there were dead bodies in the midst of the debris. Ah, I love that stuff. So the raven went and started picking on the picking on the dead bodies didn't come back so then God sends the dove the dove goes out he sees stuff but he's seeing chaos and no life the spirit of God is fluttering over to heal people but when he's looking and he does not see that they understand his word he's seeing that they don't have what it takes for him to get there so he goes back to the father they don't understand yet so Noah sends the dove out the second time. The dove goes out. Oh my gosh, he kind of understands. He flies back to the father. <laughs> he flies back to the father. He flies back to the father. Shows them that he has, there is a sign. This man is coming to know the truth. He is coming to know the truth. He is coming to know the truth. Oh my God, he is coming to know the truth. <laughs> this man is coming to know the truth. The Spirit of God is so excited. Oh my God. He is so excited. Ooh, he is so excited. 
God sends the, the dove out the third time. That dove, oh my God, hallelujah. That dove made a beeline. And, and just and just rest just rest on him just rest on him hallelujah you know I was in the in the uh, hallelujah I was in the um, office and I was thinking and the Lord just brought a bee to my mind and uh, for some reason I can't tell you what thoughts brought what but a bee came to my mind but what I remembered was the way that bees work is they go out and they're like this all over the place hmm, here's a flower okay here's a flower oh here's a flower when those bees come back they, they do this and they're, they're fluttering they're, they're communicating there is a flower over there and there is a flower there and there is a flower there all the other bees when it's time to move they don't go all over the place zoom they come zoom and they just come zoom that's how it works the spirit of god is constantly looking for those who believe looking for those who have been in the word of God and have been maturing. They've been maturing to go from technon, what they are aware of as children, to what they were meant to be as mature sons of God. They go from what they were, you know, from children. He's looking for the mature sons to rest on. So he looks for signs of maturity in the sons, in the children. You ever get happy when uh, Blake says something that was mature in the midst of all the immaturity? What? It makes you want to give him responsibility. It makes you want to give him responsibility, right? The, the responsibility is an indication that your character is in Blake. If Jesus is like the word of God, then the Holy Spirit is like the character of God. His doing. This is, this is how I do. And if God wants to transfer who he is, he has to transfer both. But he transfer his word first. He never transfer his character, his ability to do, his power, his responsibility and all that. He doesn't transfer that because if you don't know, you'll mess it up. So he transfers who he is. But as soon as you show signs of receiving who he is, as soon as Jesus starts coming up out of the word he has been giving you, as soon as Jesus manifests, boom, the Holy Spirit, the character of God is on you. The character is on you so that you can become mature. Not become technon, but become huions. Now are we the sons of God, but if we have not matured, we have not come to that place where the spirit has rest on us and we are now walking in responsibility. So I'll wrap this up by saying this. The scripture says, and I was going to talk about uh, the four faces, but I don't have much uh, time to do that. But I will say this. I'll say in the short version, Ezekiel saw a creature. It was a cherub. 
It looked like coals of fire. Like Isaiah, the cherub went and took the coal. They deal with the coals somehow, the anointing. Like the cherubs on the Ark of the Covenant where the voice of God comes out and speaks. And what happened is these creatures, he described them, these were their faces. They looked like men. They had the appearance of men, so it has to do with men. Four of them, so it has to do with the signs of God because on the fourth day God made the sun, the moon, and the stars also, and they were for signs and seasons and for days and for years. So, so then these anointings is, is supposed to manifest in people. And so, I don't know what's going on with you guys, but hey. <laughs> Grace. So what happened is, first he saw the face, we're going from right to left. He had the face of a man, the face of a lion, the face of an eagle, and the face of an ox. So if I see, so when you look into that, you'll see then that in the scripture it talks about the face of the man is like the book of Luke. The face of the lion is like the book of Matthew. The face of the eagle is like the book of John. And the face of the servant, the ox, is like the servant, is like the book of Mark. Since he said, since we're talking about the sons of God manifesting, it is the human side. So the human side, when we are born again, we are not quite looking like children of God. But we have been given an anointing. That anointing is to grow. So the scripture in Luke chapter, uh, I'm skipping, let me go to it. In Luke chapter 2, I know John is caught up in a message, so he's like, oops, I forgot about all this stuff. <laughs> but in Luke chapter 2, it says this. So when they, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 30, did I write the wrong thing? In uh, 39 and 40. All right, here we go. Yes. So when they had performed all these things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. This is so you would know it's Jesus. And then, and the child grew and became strong in spirit and filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Which child? Jesus. But isn't Jesus the Son of God? How is he growing? Let's go to the other one then. In Luke chapter uh, 2, verse 52, it says, And Jesus increased, grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. The anointing to grow was upon Jesus. What just happened? Wait, wait. I was preaching to him. Why, why did you leave? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. He grew. So that anointing, in that angel-looking thing, that was, uh, I say angel-looking because it had faces. It's an angel, a type of angel. Uh, that angel was, was reflecting the anointing to grow. Sons of God need the anointing to grow. There is an anointing to grow. All you Bible students, there is an anointing to grow. I know, trust me, I know. There is an anointing to grow. Whenever I yield to that anointing and tap into it, I get to know things that I never knew before. In Isaiah 55, 5, it says, You will call a nation you did not know, and a nation that does not know you will come to you, will run to you, because I have anointed you, or I have glorified you. Because of the anointing. I will come to know things that I did not know before. Call upon me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. God wants to show us stuff, so he wants us to grow. Sons of God grow. They grow in wisdom. They grow in stature. They grow in favor with God and man. 
They grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. So, where am I? So in John chapter 5, verse 18 to 20, we end with this one. Therefore the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Jesus made himself equal with God, but they're looking at him as a man. So how could he make himself equal with God? So verse 19 says, then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do, for what he does the Son also does in like manner. The Son can do nothing of himself except what he sees the Father do. When your Son is a child, he is not yet doing what he is seeing his Father do because he is immature. God wants us then to receive the anointing to grow so that we can grow to become the mature sons and then when we have learned from the Father whatever we see the Father do we will do it in like manner. It is not that I have no more control of my life and I'm just a puppet on a string the Holy Spirit raised the right hand then he raised the left hand and then no it's not that what I understood the father to do being a son I will do exactly what I understood and it will work if I come to gain understanding and I do what I understand it will work but until I understand it will not work so when it does not work, it's because we don't understand. God is true and every man is a liar. When it does not work, it's because we did not understand. God, let God be true and every man a liar. When my prayer for healing does not work and I say, oh, they were healed in heaven, it's because I did not understand. Jesus did not so much say, my friend Lazarus is dead, I'll go and try to wake him. I will go and wake him up. Not no try. It doesn't matter if he's dead. Oh, he's healed over there, so I'll let him go. No, I don't have to let him go. <laughs> I don't. What, what made you think I have to? But if I understood, then I can say, Lazarus, come forth, and he will come. But I, only if I understand. Let the grace for understanding rest on you. Receive the grace to understand in Jesus' name. Receive the grace to understand in Jesus' name. Everyone with your head bowed. Get ready to receive the grace of God. Get ready to receive the grace of God. What is the grace of God? The scripture said that we are to come before God's throne of, throne of mercy, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help. Grace is the help of God. Receiving then what we did not deserve. Guys, we don't deserve, but God is about to give you the grace, the grace to mature. So there will be no one who is out of place, no one immature. When you have a body where the left hand is immature and all the rest of the body is mature, that left hand cannot contribute to the benefit of the body. God desires that everyone come to maturity.
Father, I pray today for everyone who has received your word today. Everyone who has received your word today. May they find, may they get that grace, that anointing to grow so that they can do what they have learned and they will see the results that you promise. Give them grace so that they might see the things that you say and receive the things that you have promised. The scripture says, unless a man be born again, receive this in your spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. But then the scripture goes on to say, unless a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom. You cannot enter into the power, manifest power of God until you are born of word and character of God. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God until you have been born of the word and of the character spirit of God. Receive the grace to understand God's word. May the light of God come into your life so that you might see God in scripture. May the light of God come into your life so that you might see God, Jesus, in the scripture. Let this grace rest on you. As you see Jesus coming up out of the word, let the Holy Spirit rest on you. As you are led by the Spirit of God to be tested, let the fire of God, the power of God, rest on you. After you have shown your maturity, let the Word of God baptize you. Be baptized with the Word. Understand it. Separate the truth of God from your own understanding. From the facts you thought you had. Let heaven appear over you in Jesus' name. I declare to you, receive it in Jesus' name. As you get filled more and more and more by the Spirit that baptizes you, there shall be an overflow of that same Spirit upon you. And the Spirit's overflow shall baptize you with power. Let the overflow of the Spirit baptize you with fire. Do not stop in the baptism of word. Do not stop allowing the Spirit to fill you as you are filled with word. Let Him complete the mature work in you, baptizing you with fire, with power, with dominion, with responsibility. In Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in Jesus' name. 
Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive the grace. 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 Receive the grace of God. Hallelujah. You will not be the same. You shall be changed. As Jesus reveals himself to you, you shall be changed. Because when you see him, you will be as he is. Because as you see him coming up out of scripture, you shall be changed. When you see him, Pastor Paul, coming out of scripture, you shall be changed. You shall be like him. It's a guaranteed promise. Look for him in scripture. Look for him in scripture. Look for him in scripture. Look for him. Look for him in scripture. Look for him in scripture. Look for Jesus in the scripture. Look for Jesus. Receive in Jesus' name. He makes us lie down in green pastures. In the presence of peace, we learn from Him. In the presence of His peace, we receive His Spirit. Jesus breathed on His disciples and said, Peace be to you. And then He showed them what He did for them so they might see His goodness and know His goodness. Then He breathed on them again after they knew His goodness and He said, Receive the Holy Ghost. Only until you see the goodness of God are you ready to receive the Holy Ghost that causes you to be a light that causes you to shine, to illuminate. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in His peaceful presence. 